but they made over there take and go. A big fix. Something to do with challenge. Yeah, <laughs> says the Gemara, my ticket goal. What was this great fix? What was this great? Yes. What was this great fix that they did? says Like this that we learned. It was in the beginning flat, not divided. Vihikifua Berishanit that first. Vihikifua Gizustra. And they made a balcony. Vihiskino and they were Misakin, Shunoshim Yoishvais Milmala, that the women should sit upstairs, Vanoshim Milmata, and the men should sit downstairs. The tick and guttle that they did in the Ezusnoshim was that they made a balcony. That was the that was the great fix that they did. And now the Gemara details the history. Turn around. Brishina. History meaning what was before. Yeah. Brishina at first, meaning it was never mixed, but Brishina, Hayunashim mi befinim, vanashim mi bachots. At first they had the women inside and the men around. What does that mean? That means that as this Nashim is in between the outside courtyard of Harabayas and the Ezus Yisrael. So at first they said the women should go in the Ezus Nashim. Let them have their Ezus Nashim. And the men were all around. So you had men on one side of the women, you had men on the other side of the women. The women were totally surrounded by men. So that led to too much mingling. It became lev- it came to levity. So they said, okay, that's because it's too much surrounding. You know, it's not like clearly delineated. Hiskinu, so they made a takana, that the women are on the perimeter, on the outside, and the men were on the inside. Which means they basically put the men straight from the Azara, through the Ezus Nashim, and the women were outside of the Ezus Nashim, not in their proper place, but outside the Ezus Nashim. So you, know, you have to, like, you have to like, explain why did they, you know, obviously we're not at the ultimate fix yet, but what were they thinking that this would help? So I assume... That's what it feels like now, no? Right, right. So I assume the thought was that since before it was like, it was like total tzimish. Which means you could have men, women, men, women. So there was no, you know, there's marks elsewhere in shots. Like, you know, if you shouldn't, if you have no business walking through there, then you won't. But now, since there's men on that side, men on that side, men and women all over the place. So, so the, the fact that there's so many places, then it would, it's not a problem for a man to be anywhere or a woman to be anywhere. It's not clearly delineated enough that it would cause sneers. So he said, you know what? We could probably try to fix this. We could probably try to fix this by making clear delineation. Straight men till here, and then straight, I shouldn't say that, um, uh, (laughs) contiguous men till here, and contiguous women from here. I thought you were the master of non-double entendre. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but I have a question. <laughs> what about the machitzes? They didn't have machitzes? I don't understand that. With machitzes, yes, with machitzes. So, so what was... Uh, what was... Because, well, at first, because, you know, like... Why like, I have two entrances? Where, where are you going? 
I'm going to the Steve man over there. What? You know, there's Steve two. There's two. You know, there's two men's places. I didn't know there were Huh? I didn't know there were Ah, you know, you know the old Chassidim joke. There weren't Chassidim then, though. How do you know that Yankee would be the worst tribal? It says that Yitzhak Yankov Yankov went out. They both are his guys and on a shrimal. Who put this? The Chassidim and 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 in the Ezra's Nashim, where they should right. be. And then after, the after, them, yeah, after that, so originally the men were around, and yeah. now it was just a exactly. small line. Right. Yes, that's what I mean. So it says that first, Brishainam, Hayinashim be bifnim, Vanashim be bachot, and of course inside also. So you had men, women, men. Inside from the Azar. Yeah, you have like the regular Azar men, the Ezra's women, and then like the overflow Rashi says, in the big Azar of Harabais, you had women over there. So like, that's like mamish a. You know, just a total mixture, <coughs> so there was no rules. So they said, okay, all men, even through that, and the women on the outside. So let's try that. And it still led to frivolity and lightheadedness and levity. Is this we're talking about? No. Why should I spoke too fast. I assume both, and I'll tell you my rhyme in a minute. I'm saying, well, my, my question really is like, it was by its regional. Like, Shalom Melech didn't foresee this uh, issue that uh, the building. Oh, one second. Yeah, that's the next Tasha. Frek de Gemara. So, anyway, so Hiskinu, we finally made the Takana. Shunashim Yoshves Milmala. Women should sit above in the balcony. Vanashim Milmata and men on the bottom. Now, what about overflow? It's not overflow women. The balcony, the balcony there. So, no, so, so, so Rashi explains how are these balconies made? <laughs> What they did was, what they did was, they put in beams into the walls of the Ezra's Nashim all around, and the beams stayed there all year long, because the beams don't, you know, ruin the the sight, the ruin the sight lines of the place, the vision of the place. When it came time for Simchas Beis they put planks of wood on those beams and created makeshift porches. Um, you know, they obviously didn't have the building codes that we do nowadays. So, you know, it went, but they fit the women on there. So asks the Gemara a very, very important kasha. That fix involves messing with the building. Meaning, you want to put up temporary mechitzas, you know, the pushable kind of mechitzas, fine. But this balcony that you said was the ultimate fix, so this balcony involved putting beams into the walls of the Azar, of the Ezus Nashim. And we know there's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Hey, Chiyav and Achi, how did they do that? Vaksiv, there's a Pasuk in Dever Yamim, and it says, Hakol, Biksav, everything is in writing. Miyar Hashem, from Hashem, Alai Hiskil, that on me it was wise. So the, so the Gemara says, gosh, there's a Pasuk, in different Yomim that says that the Beis Hamikdash had plans, and you're not allowed to chaper with the plans. You're not allowed to add. In fact, you know, you need to add on to the binyan. By Sif and Al you need Sanhedrin. You're not allowed to change the blueprint of the of the Beis Hamikdash. So it's all fine and dandy that you saying, oh, it's very bad. The men and women were mixing, so they made a great fix, 
and they built balconies. Whoa, one second. Balconies involve balconies involve um, um, uh, adding to the building. You have to like permanently put in beams. Uh, uh, uh. How could you ever say that there could be a Durabon and you say there's Durabon? Hashem wanted the Torah this way. You can never add on to it or make Durabon. Right? No, 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 we're not talking about adding on to the Torah. We're talking about adding on to the blueprint of the bias. There's a pussy that's. Is, this is the particular thing about a basic. No, there's a pussy that, that says, Hakol Biksav, Miyad Hashem Alayhiskil. That everything, it says literally every single thing in the plans and the blueprint of the Bezamigdash was from Hashem. Nothing is able to be added or subtracted. Without Nevoah. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Omarav kra ashkechu v'darsh. They found the Pasuk. And they, and they darshan it. Now, what was this Pasuk? What was this Pasuk? It says as follows. V'safta ha'aretz mishpachis mishpachis levad. And the whole land, the whole country, made a hespid. Families, families by themselves. Each family made its own hespid. What do you mean, families, families? Darshan's the Gemara. Mishpachas based David Levad. The men of David were in one group. Vinashehem and their wives, Levad, were also alone. So we have precedent that by a hespid, we have precedent that by a hespid, there was separate seating. So says, so says the Gemara, therefore, we're able to add on to the Beis Hamikdash. So now the question is how. So like the standard way to learn, the standard way to learn <laughs> is that, um, you know, listen, it, it's, it's, it's a violation. It's a violation of adding on to the bias. But Lamaisa was necessary. Ramosha says, and Ramosha says this in a tshuva, Ramosha finds it says this in a tshuva about the importance of mechitza in the first tale of Arachayim. Ramosha says, no, the Gemara is proving that mechitzas are so basic. The mechitzas are dairaisa, says Ramosha, that's his lotion. The Gemara is saying mechitzas are dairaisa, and therefore, when the Pasuk says everything's in the blueprint, <coughs> Obviously, you know, no blueprint is able to supersede existing law. Which means you can't make a contract today and say, a state and contract, I'm looking to steal from you. No, a contract that goes against existing law is memela bottle. You can't write a contract that, that doesn't agree with state and local laws. So memela zakdur Moshe, what the Gemara is answering over here is that no, Tzniyas and separate seating predates its derisa. So the puzzle that says everything is like these blueprints means these blueprints are in accordance with existing law. And existing law, of course, mandates a machitza. So why do you have to dash in this puzzle? This is where we see it. Otherwise, we're not a giver. This is our insight into what is the truth. He's saying a country of Moshe, so they built the base of Mechitzas. The question was just fine-tuning the Mechitzas. Yeah, and, and whatever is necessary, exactly. Meaning, if, if a Mechitzas, you know, try it that way, and if that doesn't work, then you have license to try it that way, because you've got to get the job done. Meaning, it's not an option not to get the job done. The other option is, listen, I can't add on, I can't get the job done. No, no, you've got to get the job done. Whatever you've got to do to get the job done, you've got to do to get the job done. Where do you see that the Mechitzas would be about? No, so that's what that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. You're saying 
that where do you see it's a balcony? You see, you don't see it's a balcony per se. You see, you got to do it right. Whatever is going to work, so whatever it takes, it works. So if if on the floor it was getting mingling, <laughs> so you got to do the right, you know, you got to do the next step. Trying to get to the different yeah. Well, have have one hall on 17th Street and one on 48th Street. Why, why, why leave it up to chance? Why not just tell us the way to do it right? I'm saying, you know, I can't spell out everything for you. No, no I'm saying that's that always. And it's like, hey, do, do whatever you got to do to make it work. I don't know, whatever it takes. There's more population. You should know, you should know Ellie, what are you saying before? Ken's eye, <laughs> back in the day, just the machitza work. Then the island got uh, frisky, so we had to make uh, upstairs and downstairs. No, but that's where should, uh... no, Marisha's just saying, separating... Nah, he's not getting into that. He's not getting into that nitty-gritty. Oh, of course, bathroom works for machitza. That's, what he's, that's his yeah. proof. They made some English. What do you want to know? Anyway, I'm saying, but that's his proof. No, because they had made a machitza there also. Yeah. Later. Yeah, just now. Yeah. yeah. So it used sure. to be everyone started yeah. weddings and uh, dinners mixed oh. with their wives. Yeah, yeah. And so, their yeah, so that oh so, so that's the next step. Yeah, exactly. They're they're in the neighborhood now. They're with the neighborhood. Aaron's drinking too much beer. Says the Gemara, the Halei Dvarim Kalachaymer. What, what relevance does this have to us? It's a Kalachaymer. Uma laasid lovei. In that passage, it's talking laasid lovei. Shaiskin behespin. They're at a hespin, which means if there's one place where you can assume that people will act with proper decorum, it will be a hespin. And, and, you know, you could assume, listen, come on, it's a hespid. No one's going to do anything inappropriate. No. Even by a hespid, you see that they needed to take these, to take these matters into account. And you would have assumed that there's no Yetzirah, you know, ruling over you by a hespid. Yet, the Torah, the Navi, insists on men separate and women separate. Here, where it's an atmosphere of party, it's an atmosphere of simcha. And the Yetzirah is expected to be, you know, at his best. For sure you need, for sure you need um, a machitza, and that's what the Gemara learns it out from. Says the Gemara, by the way, whose husband is this talking about? This great husband that everyone's going to be at. Who are we predicting is going to die at the end of days? This is a nevuah that was said in Zechariah, like all the nevuahs in Zechariah, it's talking about loss of lava. So which nevuah, who, who's going to die that we're talking about here? Says the Gemara, and we're going to have a husband for Says Mar one says It's Mashiach ben Yosef. So the um, I just saw the Sasema says that that why is Mashiach ben Yosef have to come from Yosef because we just learned that Ain Esav is not going to be destroyed except Mizarish Yosef. So you need a Mashiach to come from Yosef first, because Yosef is our key to victory over Esau. 
But Yosef is not guaranteed <laughs> immortality. So Mimele, Yosef will defeat, Mashiach ben Yosef, Yosef will defeat Esav. And then, as far as, there's no guarantee that Yehuda will defeat Esav, but there's a guarantee that Yehuda will be the Malach Mashiach. So we need Mashiach ben Yosef to first come and destroy Esav. <coughs> and Yishmael is a, is a uh, you know, Yerush of Esav. And then Mashiach ben David could come. So, but we know Mashiach ben Yosef will be killed. The other opinion is, is that this hespid is for the Yetzirahara, which will finally be killed, so to speak. I saw Mepharshim say, that means subdued. It doesn't mean killed. Subdued. And therefore, we had a hespid for him. Says the Gemara. Why isn't that a simcha? Oh, that's the Gemara's next cash. So I was claiming to stop, but we're going to do that together. It, 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 not to get too, uh, you know, mystical or whatever, but isn't it by um, right, you can make a husband and then one within like the next, well, I don't know how happens the next day or whatever, but you come back with Tchiyas Mason. No, there's going to be many years. So, so many years. You might have a shield. Maybe like a couple hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So you could have came already. We don't even know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was last week or two weeks ago. Um, we'll stop. Okay, fine. Stop here. Yeah. So we'll do the bar. On that note. Okay. <laughs> Why are you preparing the train? Yeah. No, Brownie, yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's from the train. Okay. <laughs> so, in this week's parasha, the parasha starts off Shlach Mufan Hashim. Yisrael Sarah Kanan. Akhazbarah is a mitzvah to make Maragma, to send Maragma. Now, the Rishayim asked this kasha, Rabban asked this kasha. One second. The Rabban is against Maran. The Rabban was not happy with this idea. This is a bad plan. So why is the Rabban making a, a mitzvah out of it? You know, it's sort of like, sort of like a teenager who badgers his parents, and the parents know that that's a really, really stupid idea. You know, like, it never works out when you do that. And the, parent, the kid just badgers and badgers and badgers, and finally the parent says, you know, everyone's doing it, okay, fine, do it. You know that's the wrong thing. So what's the pshat that the Rebbein Shalom is giving a mitzvah of sending Maragu? It's a mitzvah, shlach Next point. We know that there were Maragu in history that did good, and it worked out. They were the Maraglim that Yeshua sent. Yeshua also sent Miraglim, and it worked out, and it was perfect. What's the difference <coughs> between Yeshua's Miraglim, that worked out, was successful, and Moshe Rabbeinu's Miraglim, that were, you know, the source of all problems throughout history, we know that everything comes from the Miraglim. Finally, every spy needs a cover, you know, you have to have like some official reason why you're in this country. And the Gemara tells us that the spies by Yeshua were in the country under the cover of pottery salesmen. Charis. We're going to get to it in the Medrash in a second. Why Bidafke was the cover for the Miraglim of Yeshua pottery salesman? Why wasn't it clothing salesman? Why wasn't it something else? Why Dafka 
pottery sales. The first Medrash of the Six Parsha starts off and says, There is no one as beloved to Hashem like a shliach who is sent to do a mitzvah and he gives of his soul his meister nefesh so that he is successful in his job and there's been no greater example of shlichim that were meister nefesh and did their job like those shluchim that Yeshua sent, those maragim that Yeshua sent. And it says, Mahu cheres, why were, you know, why does it call them cheres? Malamitra asu atzman kadarim, they were um, pottery sales. That's the medrash. So right off the bat, the medrash says, the difference between the maragim by Yeshua and the Moraglim by Moshe was one was Meiser Nefesh for their Shluchas and one wasn't Meiser Nefesh for their Shluchas. And the Medrash is telling us that any endeavor that we are or you are or a person is a Shliach Mitzvah a Shliach of the Rebbeinah Shalom is guaranteed success. If a person is on a mission and he's on a mission from the Rebbe Nishlam, and he's a shliach mitzvah, it's guaranteed success. And someone is Meister Nefesh for his shlichus. The difference between the Miraglim by Yeshua that were successful and the Miraglim by Meisher Rabbeinu that were severely unsuccessful was whose job are you doing? Who are you working for? Are you working for the Rebbeinah Shalom, or do you have your own agenda? The Shluchim by Yeshua had one agenda. We are on the Rebbeinah Shalom's team. It says they were Moser Nefesh for their job. Guaranteed success. The Moraglim by Moshe Rabbeinu had a personal agenda. And therefore, and therefore, it was not, it was not successful. That's what Cheres is. Pottery Consistently in halacha, we find one thing about pottery. Pottery is completely identified by what it stores. There is no independent, inherent value to pottery. We find that, for instance, by Shabbos, if you're mighty on Shabbos, a shard of pottery, a pottery, you're not chayiv for carrying on Shabbos because it's worthless. If it has oil inside it, you're chayiv because you're carrying the oil. By Tumah, the only way for a klicharis to be metame is in the inside of the klicharis. Why? Because a klicharis that's not carrying anything is not worth anything. A klicharis has no inherent value. It's the cheapest item. Because klicharis is, in, is totally subservient and defined by what it's carrying. The miraglim of Yeshua were pottery salesmen. Either it's literal or allegorical, but that's what it means. The Miraglim by Yeshua were pottery salesmen. They had no personal agenda. Everything was defined by their contents. Nothing was defined by the shell, by the outside. And therefore, the Miraglim of Yeshua, who were completely dedicated to their mission, 
as exhibited by the fact that they were pottery salesmen, the ultimate in dedication to one's contents and one's mission, a pottery salesman, that was what the Miragli Yeshua are, and that's why they were successful. The Miragli Moshe were not pottery salesmen. The Miragli Moshe were salesmen of inheritance. They were gold, Caleb. They were silver, Caleb. That there, everything is about the Kali, nothing's about the contents. And therefore, their mission was unsuccessful. And that's why a Baruch Hu tried making it a, mish- a mitzvah. Because we see from here that the only way to make something successful is if you're a shliach from the Rebbein Shalom. So the fact that the Rebbein Shalom made it a mitzvah, says the Svasemis, was one last ditched effort to make this work out. Which means HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that they wanted to send Miragli. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, this is doomed to fail. The one way to perhaps salvage it, the one way to maybe fix it, is by making it a mitzvah. Because we know when something is a shliach mitzvah, when someone is a shliach mitzvah for the Rebbein Shalom and bevatel his agenda to the agenda of the Rebbein Shalom, then the shlichus will be successful. That's why the Rebbein Shalom tacked on the mitzvah, to perhaps, to perhaps convert these maraglim into the success story that were the maraglim of Yeshua, meaning men on a mission from the Rebbein Shalom. And that answers all our questions. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it a mitzvah. That's why Yeshua was matzliach, and that's why they were pottery salesmen. So Asemus ends off and says, every single one of us were put here for a mission. Your Benjamin put me on earth to do something, to do a mission. Says the Asemus, do you want your life to work out? Do you want everything to work out? It's very simple. If you remember that what you're here for is a mission, then you automatically have Hatzlacha. And therefore you can convert every single part of your day. The most mundane part of your day, carpool, shopping, sitting at a desk, whatever you have to do during your day, whatever is the mundane, I'm a shlichus I'm a shluchai mitzvah. It converts everything, A, to a mitzvah, and B, to success. If a person remembers that I am a shliach mitzvah, that's the key to success. And then everything you do has meaning. And that's the difference between the Miragli Moshe and the Miragli Yeshua. So we, uh, so we uh, started last time. The Mishnah discussed how the Simchas Beis HaShoeva went. And the Mishnah said, that the first thing in Simchas Beis Hashayva was that they made a big fix in Nazareth Nashim. What exactly is the tick and guttle that they made in Nazareth Nashim? So the Gemara explained they made a balcony. And the Gemara says, what is the precedent? What's the source that one must take into account these type of Yetzirahs and everything? So the Gemara brought a Pasik in Zechariah. A pasuk in the future that Zechariah discusses a great hespid. And by this great hespid, it also was necessary to separate men and women. Nashim Levad, Anashim Levad. And the Gemara made a Kalafaymer. If by a hespid where people are generally sad and not so you know, expressive and emotive, 
well, I guess that's the wrong word. They're emotional, but they're not so excited. You still need a, you still need a mechitzi. You still need separation for sure. By simchas beishuev, where people are excited and very lebedic, it would be necessary. That was that gemara. We finished with that. The gemara then asked. I guess let's start from there. Well, that's six, seven lines from the top of Nun Beis. The second word on the line is hahespeid. Hahespeid. This hespid of which we speak in Zechariah, whose hespit is it? My avidite. What is going on there? Pligiba Rebdeis of Rabbana. It's actually a machlekes between Rebdeis and Rabbana. Chadam Arshel Mashiach, Al Mashiach ben Yosef, Shenera. It was a machlekes, it was a, a hespit for Mashiach ben Yosef, who was killed. Chadam Al Yetzer Hara, Shenera. On the Yetzer Hara, who was killed. So the Gemara says, and someone asked this Thursday night, I forgot who. I understand it if it's referring to Mashiach ben Yosef who was killed. So that is why you had a hesped. And that's why people were sad. They looked onto me. He who was, Dakru is what happens to you when you're hit with a spear? I guess the right word is speared. Besof do olav, and they made a hespit on him, kemispit al yachid, like a hespit on an individual. Which means they had a hespit, and it's appropriate. Mashiach ben Yosef is a human being, and he's a respected human being, he's probably a well liked human being. So I understand why there's a hespit. But according to the mandomar, that that hespid that the Navi Zahari is talking about is the Yitzhahara. Why are we making a hespid? Why is it a sad event? Hi, hespid the Bailamavid. You think you should make a hespid? Simcha Bailamavid. You should make a simcha. Am I bachu? Why did they cry? Answers the Gemara, Kididarish, Rabbi Yehuda. Like the Jewish of Rabbi Yehuda. La'asad lavay, in the end of time. Mevi'ah karshbarach liyitzhahara. HaKadosh Baruch will bring the Yitzhahara v'shachtai and he will shecht him b'fnei tzaddikim v'fnei rishai in front of the tzaddikim and in front of the rishai and a fascinating phenomenon will occur tzaddikim nidmelehem kahar gavoya to the tzaddikim this Yitzhahara you know for the first time we get a full glimpse of this enemy of ours the whole time so to the tzaddikim the Yitzhahara will appear like a huge mountain. And to the Rishayim, and to the Rishayim, the Yitzhar will be similar, like mamish, like something as thin and flimsy as a hair, something as not strong as a hair. As if to say, to the Tzadikim, we'll talk about this in a second as the Gemara develops, to the Tzadikim, it will be congratulatory. That look, look at this enemy we faced, a very, very formidable enemy indeed, and look what we defeated. You know, sometimes like when, you know, like they, um, you know, they declassify Cold War documents or like, you know, like now they're declassifying documents from the 67 war. And like, it's like murder when you see the enemy we were up against and we still persevere, we still prevail, and we still won, it like, it's like, wow, you know, we didn't even know what we were up against, and we still beat it. 
So it's very, very, very rewarding. So to Tzadikim, HaKadosh Baruch is going to show this Yetzirah that they did an awfully good job fighting against. They put up the good fight, and look, this guy was massive, and that's who you're fighting against. The Rishayim, the Rishayim, HaKadosh Baruch is going to show, HaKadosh Baruch is going to show it's teeny. It's teeny. Look, look at this flimsy Yetzirah. Look at this Yetzirah. Now, now, the question is, okay, you know, it's very cool, but what's the truth? What's the truth? Is this an optical illusion? You know, like that mirror that I look very thin in front of? You know, is it? It's so funny. Um, so, I don't know what that mirror is at all. I've never, yeah, seen, never, it. never seen I'll it. I'll buy you one for your birthday. It doesn't you exist. <laughs> um, so, it, it, where's the truth? Is the truth that it's huge? Anna Kardash Baruch was like, like tricking their shame, haha, or is it Takatini? And this is like a uh, a like um, patronizing smack on the back to the tzaddikim. Yeah, good job, good. Job. You know, like you're, even your kids hop when like you say good job because you washed the and died. Yeah, of course, right? Those they hop like you know if you like did something that deserves congratulations, they feel good. So is a Kardash Baruch like congratulating tzaddikim like wow that, that was really good. Look how huge it was. Where is the truth? Where is the truth? Can't you both be true? Obviously, yes, but how? It's all regarding to, uh, to how you face it. The more you fought it, the bigger it yeah, We always say that the tzaddikim, you know, makes it equal, right? The bigger the tzaddikim. Oh, the we'll get that's. I don't know if we'll get there tonight. This morning, the last line of the page, which means a lot of. We're going to say three shot them in that. But the marshal more or less says what you're saying. Why is it a husband? We're crying about ourselves. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, it's but no, it's, okay, well, that, I, I'm like, mom, in the middle of the line. I really should have read more, but I couldn't resist. Um, so, I'd get to heart. Um, so, so, like this, the, the Gemara, so the, says the Marsha that the, the Yetzirah is massive. The Yetzirah is massive. That's Pasha. And I go to Baruch's not tricking the Tzadikim. The Yetzirah in total is for sure massive, and that's a true thing that he's showing to Rishayim. But, but, Marshad doesn't say this, but Rav Dessler always says this, that fighting the Yetzirah is always incremental. And it's like, you know, like, you know, we fought through the Pacific, it's island by island, you know, Midway and Iwo Jima, and every single little battle, that's the story with the Yetzirah. And battles fought with the Yetzirah are not given back. Which means, which means, if a person fights, eventually that fight will not be a fight anymore. And he will move to the next island and fight there. And each individual battle with the Yetzirah is not massive. And this really should be our attitude. Which means, if you look at the list of what you have to accomplish between now and when you die, forget it, it's impossible, just give it up. Like, no, you know, it's like, it's too, it's gargantuan. But if you look at it, that it's a series of small, small, small winnable battles, then the Yetzirah is manageable. It's not, it's not easy, but it's manageable. And, and this, Rav Dessler says, is a guarantee that if a person ever defeats a Yetzirah, if then he won't come back to that Yetzirah. Now, of course, it's hard to picture because we never really defeat a full Yetzirah, but in an individual battle, if a person defeats it, it just stops being Yitzhar and they move on to the next thing. They're always being Yitzhar. So when we show it to Rashaim, we show them 
Look at the strategy you didn't do. That you viewed the Yitzhahara as something unfightable. That was the losing strategy. If you viewed the Yitzhahara as a Chotasara, you could have fought it, and that's what Akash Baruch was showing your shame. And that's why it's both true. The Yitzhahara in total is massive. The way to fight it is small. The Tzaddikim who fought it all along get to see the full extent of it. The Rishayim who never even bothered said, look, all you had to do was, you know, go do this first thing. And then you could have taken the first step and it would have gone from there. So, now, Ellie, why do, why do we have to cry for both of them? Halolu baychen v'halolu baychen. Tzadikim baychen, the tzadikim cry, v'aymrim, heich yecholu lichbash harka v'yekazeh. How could we have captured this massive mountain? I mean, it's, it's incredible. And the Marsha says, what they're crying about is that they can no longer get schar. It's possible. All schar we get is for struggling. Every schar we get is for fighting. And the, and the tzaddikim see, yeah, it's not a hesper. If you look at the last two words of the kasha, amai bochu. Why did they cry? So all we're answering is why they cried. Right, they were, it's their own personal... Yeah, story. I mean, and, and the hesper is... Over how yeah. the, you know, this person was that yeah. we don't have anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the tzaddikim cry that, wow, this, this thing was a ATM of schar. I mean, this thing just dished out schar because we fought it, we fought it, we fought it, it was massive, and the schar we're getting, I'm like, okay, this ATM is out of cash. And Vershayim Baychen, Vershayim cry, We're such losers. Why couldn't we even have fought this teeny thin string? Continues the Gemara, and you know what? Even a Kaddish Baruch who's amazed at the Rishayim. So says Hashem, continues the Pasuk in Zechariah. It's a wonder in my eyes. The leftover of that nation. It is in my eyes also a wonder, says Hashem. Why couldn't you have at least tried? Says the Gemara continuing on the Marshal Omar Basi Yetzahara. A person's Yetzahara. Betchila doima lechot shel buchya. At first, the Yetzahara is like a thin string. Ulupsaif, and in the end, doima ka'avosais ha'agala, it as thick as the chains used to harness carriages. Which means it's in Mamash the same point we're saying. That the Yetzahara, the first time it presents itself to you, it's defeatable. It's small. It's winnable. Every time you give in to that Yetzahara, you set yourself back. So now it's like, um, excuse the marshal, it's like third and 15, fourth and 28, which means the, the I'm not saying that one for Baltimore people. Um, it, it, every, meaning the goal line, the first down line doesn't change. When you started first and 10, the result was second and manageable. So it was, it was manageable at first. You decided to fumble it and you decided to throw a bad pass and you decided to do that. Now the line didn't change, but everyone knows fourth and 20 something is a lot harder than third and three. So that's, that's what the Yetzirah, the Yetzirah football. No, that's what the Yetzirah, that, that a person, 
it, the Yitzhar, the line doesn't change. The first down marker doesn't change. Over you, by not attacking the first down marker, and now it's second and 15, now it's third and 22, now it's fourth and 28. So you, by not fighting it, made the first down line that much harder to attain, but the first down line stayed there the whole time. Shenemar says the Pasek, hey, behold, those that pull on themselves the sin, with strings of falseness, and then, stop talking about strings, it says, is like the chains, it's like the chains of a carriage sin. Tanarabon, we learned in a brace. Mashiach ben David. One second, so yes. we're talking about that, it's, it, the Shita, that it's the Yitzhara. So what was the purpose if he's destroyed already? That's the by the, the Lazayi, so to speak. There's oh, no because, Yitzhara anymore. Because, you, uh, hmm. <laughs> it's a good fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than that. I saw someone say, I'm trying to remember where. You're going to think I'm making this up because it's too convenient. That the Yetzirah is not going to be destroyed, it's just going to be weakened. Yeah. And then Fresh Yetzirah. It's still in Yeah, I'm like, the fact that it's, you know, like, it's not the same fight. So you're saying the Gemara is locked up because it was destroyed? Yeah, I saw someone say that. I told you, it's going to sound. The way we can now move downstairs. <laughs> it's gonna sound fantastic. It's gonna sound fantastic. Like I made it up, but I really did. Sound, I really did. No, I heard that. Yeah, that. it's gonna be weakened, not destroyed. I, you know, because I think the. I mean, I think the pshat is. I remember the Gemara that <coughs> said. It does say in the Gemara he's gonna be shafted. Yeah, but you know, like. I'm, so even if he's gone, we're, we're no hag a certain way. Right, right. So we're, we're not a certain way. So, so. All of a sudden, we're just gonna start mi- mixing. I mean, like just because you know it's a hard, just it's just not. And, and, and the Gemara says, remember the Gemara in Sanhedrin's Gemara, also the Gemara in the Babasar, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroyed the Yitzhahara of Rabbi Right. So right. Chazal, Davin, Damashar also destroyed the Yitzhahara. And then even chickens didn't hatch. Right. Right. So you see that you can't have a lots of a full destruction of the Yitzhahara. So lots of love, and we don't want that either. So I assume that it's going to always be in that weakened state. But a uh, good point. It reminds me of that I once asked you, come out of your kipper and you're, you're clean, and then you say, Slachlan. So I went to the, what do you, well, how's that, how's that belong in that feel at all? Right. So the answer is still, still something there. Still something there, yeah. yeah. That's where your mind is already. Some shoulder are cursed. <laughs> anyway. Says the Gemara. Mashiach ben David who should be speedily revealed in our days. Hashem said to him, ask from me something, and I will give it to you. like the Kapitel until him says, Asapra al I will say over. I today give birth to you. Sha'al me many, ask from me. Ve'etna, and I will give you. Goyim nachalosla, do you want 
nations under you. Became a Torah Mashiach ben Yosef Shenarag, but Mashiach ben David had one thing on his mind. He saw that Mashiach ben Yosef was just killed. So he really was not thinking big. He was thinking mamish self-preservation. I remember Rebbein listen, forget grandeur, forget nations, forget that stuff. I am only asking from you life. That's all you want? I gave it to you already. Before you even said it, David, your grand, David Avicha, David, your grandfather, already guaranteed that for you. Ask from me life, and I will give it to you. I gave it to him. Says the Gemara Darsh of Avira Vitem Rabushua ben Levi, Rabavira Darsh named Shu ben Levi, Shiva Shemis Yeshli Yitzahara. Seven people called the Yitzahara seven different names over the years, and of course, each one of these names refers to a different Mahalach of the Yitzahara, the Chapu. Hakarish Barhu Kare Ra. Hashem refers to him as evil. Shenamar Ki Yetzer Lev Ha'adam Rami Nurav. Hashem said, that the lave of a person, his inclination is bad, which is referring to the Yitzhahara. Moshe Kare Aral. Moshe called him the Aral. Shenemar Umaltem Es Arlas Levavchem. Hashem will help take away the Aral in your heart, which is the Yitzhahara. David Kare Tame. David referred to him as the Tame. Shenemar Lev Tahar Barali Elekim. Hashem should create for me a Tahar. In my heart, you see that there is the opposite. Tamit. Shleimah kar sainay. Shleimah referred to him as the hated one. Shneimah. Imra'av sainecha. If your enemy is hungry, which means if your Yetzirah is bothering you, hachileu lechem. Give him bread. And lechem means tyra. Vim tzameh. And if your Yetzirah is thirsting, hashkeu mayim. Give him water, referring to Tyra. That the method of beating the Yitzhar guaranteed always is Tyra. Because in effect, you're pouring coals on his head. And Hashem will repay you for it. Hashem will make it shalim and take away your Yitzhar. And finally, uh, not finally, Yeshaya Karmichel, Yeshaya called him an obstacle like we lay in on Yom Kippur. Shenem is Sailu, Sailu, Panu, Darech. Sailu is to like clear rocks from the road. Sailu, Sailu, clear, clear, Panu, Darech, clear a road. Harimu, Michel, lift up the blockade, Midarech, Ami, from the way of my nation. And Yechaskel, Kare, Evan. Yechaskel, Anavi called it Evan. I will remove the heart of stone from your basar. That, you know, this is you know, an interesting yetzar. One of the ways the yetzar works is to get a person to be just totally stone-hearted and nothing phases him. Because if things phase you, you think and you start thinking about your life and you get serious. If you're able, which is not a good ability, to become totally stone-hearted, then nothing's going to stop you. You're good to go. Stone. And HaKadosh Baruch will instead give you a heart of flesh. Yoel, finally, Yoel Hanavi Karu Tzfuni. Tzfuni, the hidden one inside me. Shenemar Ves HaTzfuni Arachik Me'alechem, the hidden one I will make far from you.
let's do one more line. And Tanar Banavesa Tsvani Arachik Malechan, the hidden one I will make far from you. Zeye Tahara, this is the Yatara Shat Safan, that is hidden. Vaimid Balibaisha Adam and stands in a person's heart. Vidahtiv and pushes him away. To a land of desolation, desolation and destruction. To a place where he has no friends. In order to sick on him. Um, the Yetzirah himself on that person as Panavel Yam HaKadmaini the face of the Yetzirah is to the East Sea Shinasanein of what is that referring to? B'mikdash Rishayin V'hechrivu the sea in the East that the Yetzirah set his focuses on was the first base of Mikdash V'charvarek Tamid HaChamish he killed all the Tamid HaChamish V'soifel Yam HaAcharayin and his end his next Destination was the Western Sea. Shanas and Nenev b'Migdasheni v'Chrivu v'Harag Tamid Chacham Shemayin killed all the Tamid Chachamim. V'Ola b'Eishai v'Ola and he went up in flame v'Tzal Tzan Chasai and his stench went with him. Shemeniach umes ha'Olam that he doesn't bother the nations of the world umesgara b'Seinayim shall Yisrael and he goes and fights with. Euphemistically, the haters of the Jews, but it means the Jews. Because he did great work. Stop here. Okay, so we started talking about the Yetzirah last night. So, we said how capable he is and how... Uh, Far-reaching he is. So says the Gemara. Took over. Amra Baya, Umtamide Chachamim Yoiserikul. And Yitzhara is powerful on Talmide Chachamim more than anybody. Kihada Baya. For instance, I'll give you a classic example of this. Like Abaya. Shamala Ugadra. He overheard this guy. How are you? Four lines from the bottom. No basement off. He overheard this guy. The Kamala who it's that said to this lady, "Nagdim v'nezel b'archa." No, let's go together. Let's go on the road together. Now, Abaye wasn't an eleventh grade rabbi, but he thought that don't end well. So he said, "I'm going to follow these guys, and when the bad things start happening, I will separate them." I'll go. And, you know, inevitably, you know what's going to happen. So I'll be mafresh them meyusur. He walked after them for over two hours. They traveled together. They thought they were alone for over two hours. Ba'agma. In the swamp. Which means this wasn't 95. It was like some country road, you know, in the back country that the Yavichachayos says the Gemara. And then they reached a juncture where, you know, this road splits off of that road and she was going to Tennessee and he was going to West Virginia. And they said, okay, it's time to split. When they were separating from each other, Shaminu, he overheard them, the Kamri that they were saying it to each other. Archen Rechika, the road is long. Vitzhavsin Besima, 
And the company was sweet, meaning it was really, really enjoyable spending my time with you. You were great company. And that's it. And like, you know, it was a boy and a girl. They thought they were alone. They enjoyed each other's company. And nothing happened. Abaye said, whoa. If that would happen to Tamil Chacham, there would for sure end it badly. If that would happen to Tamil Chacham, be bad. He said, Amr Abaye, Iman Dasanili. If it will be the guy that hates me, which is Abaye euphemistically referring to himself, Man, the person, the sonny that hates Lee, Hava, if it was me there, Lee Hava Matzi I would not be able to hold myself back. And Abaye was Pashit depressed. Pashit depressed. That I'm Abaye, I'm the Velt Pesach, I mean, Abaye Varova is mamish as good as it gets. Havaya Stabaye Varova. Abaye said, I just watched this guy, mamish Aposhite guy. The guy's like a garbage man. Like, you know, like, mamish like a regular Joe six pack. Nobody, not a Hosh of And I would not have been able to do what he just did. Why can't he say it's Hosh I mean, why can't you look at it like that? Like, and say that what? That, not to be fighting him, but, but, you know, this is step one. This is the it to her. Yeah, Abai says, I wouldn't have lasted two hours and ten minutes. He wouldn't have lasted, but it's not a guy. not saying this guy would have been able to withhold forever, but Abai is saying, I could not do, you know, peer it, to peer. It's so, the old the thing, the yeshiva guy versus a guy who went to a co-ed school, you know? <laughs> Every issue, guys, like, I know, like, the, modern, the modern guys, like, oh, we do, all, yeah. Good point. Good point. Thank you, Nelson. Just thought I'd insert that in there. Good point. Nelson's I hear. I hear. I hear. So Abaya was partially depressed. Also, Tola Nafshe, he hung himself. This is, of course, um, uh, not real, it's, uh, you know, as if. Be'ibura didasha, in the door ledge, which means, Rashi says, it's like a corner where you could go and contemplate deeply. Abaya sunk into the corner at the door hinge. He hung himself there for a long time. Umitztair, and he was in pain. He was depressed. And like he said, like, how can this be? I've been in Bismarck for 30 years. I've, I've, you know, you think, we're, Abaya learned the Silsi Sharm backwards and forwards. Abaya was the best he could be. Abaya was, you know, the most perfect human being that we would ever meet. It's not like he failed. He, he says, but he I knew. He's he like, he you know, yeah, yeah, he, I would have failed. He's, he mom said those words. He mind the suddenly, Loi have a mozi look men afshe. I have no shadow. I have no shadow. Osahu Saba. This old man came and we have a tradition that whenever it says Hausab means Eliyahu Navi. Eliyahu Navi came, says, don't worry. Tana, we learned in a Mishnah, <laughs> the greater the person, the greater the Yitzhar. Now this is a famous, famous, famous line. The greater the person, the greater the Yitzhar. The question is how to explain this. So the the classic definition, the classic explanation, is Rav Dessler's Vart of Nukudas Habchira. 
Ruf Dessler explains that every single one of us is fighting the same valiant battle. The question is, where is the line? Which means, there is a point in all of our lives that we had like an assignment of Chal Shabbos. When you were like seven years old, and like you were playing a good Monopoly game on Shabbos afternoon, and it was getting dark. And like, your father went to Marv, and like, you wanted to finish, and like, well, I'm not stopping this Monopoly game. Right? Or you withheld your time to turn up. There was a time in your life, I don't know if you were six, you were seven, you were five. There was a time when you were five, six, seven years old, that if you saw... Sounds like a personal story. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, there, was, there was a time when you were probably like seven, eight, nine years old, that if you would see a $5 bill on the table, <laughs> Very good. You have that left track? <laughs> but, but if it was, you, you, grew, you outgrew that, that's not your battle. And then, and then there was a time in your life when you had struggles that now you, you can't even imagine struggling with that. You know, there's a time in my life I struggled with Lashon Hara. No. Um, <laughs> you, you, you grow, and what used to be a struggle is not a struggle, but everyone knows you're still struggling. If that's the first to this as the Nakuda Sabahiru, that what, where is your point of fight? Everyone's fighting. The question is, where along the line is your fight? So... They say that that's the Pshat in this Gemara. That the Pshat in this Gemara is which means if you're a minor leaguer, so yeah, the Yitzhar is fighting you with like mamish, like Nidra Kazachin. You know, the Yitzhar is fighting you. Oh, are you gonna, are you gonna steal or are you not gonna steal? You know, Ramesha Feinstein wasn't struggling with that. You know, Ramesha Feinstein was struggling with like the deepest, 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 your, Aside, with the deepest, deepest questions of Amuna, and like you know, like how deep is Amuna Pshuta? So Ramesh had his struggles. Ramesh is not Yitzchak Avinu. Everyone struggled, and so the the fight that the Yitzhar fought with Ramesh about like Tifa, Tifa, Tifa Zachin is much bigger Yitzhara than the Yitzhara is fighting with your average guy, if he should like, you know, rip off somebody $25 or not on a false invoice or something like that. So called Golem everyone's fighting, and everyone has their Nekudus Abkhira, and the greater the person is, the greater his Nekudus Abkhira is, meaning when you, when you go on to like level 85 challenge, so it's a higher challenge than level six challenge. Everyone's at a level <laughs> in their fight, and depending on your level, is where your Yitzhahara fights you. And, it's, and a, and a uh, Tamil Chacham, a great person, his level, Yitzhahara is fighting him on level 85. You know, like when you get to these games, they're harder at level 85 than they are at level 22. Can I ask you, what's the, what's the biggest Messiah? He said, learning in the place that's walking on the Right, 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 like, they, right, right, like that, right, right, which, you know, which Avad, like, you know, Nafshaim Sha'alaf, you know, the cancer of the tire, the fleck on the king's ground, yeah. That's the classic shot in this Gemara. Yeah, yeah. This is a pretty, I mean, a biased example. Says Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, 
that that's not pshat. You see, it's not true. The Yitzharas, the Gemara here is saying that a, the biggest Tamachacham has the basis the Yitzhar. The biggest Tamachacham has the basis the Yitzhar. Well, why does it always seem that the biggest Tamachacham who has the biggest Nisyanis are the ones that are always conquering those big Nisyanis? Yeah. I mean, not that I would know what I'm saying, but it just seems like. But no, this was, oh, oh, they had the most basis desires like everyone else, and yet they're doing it. Right. But no, that, that, this Gemara, Reb Chaim Shalavit says, you see from this Gemara, you see from this Gemara, well, we haven't said what Pshat is, it's your but they're fighting the same struggles, which means no one's immune from nothing, like your, like your meme from um, the Zagaris Menem. It's you know, from Ramosha. But still, the, the idea that when you pass the battle, First of all, specifically, specifically here, you know that there's any arbitrary right. Yeah, right. So, so Rukhain Shalavit says, you know what Shalavit says? Very simple. It's very simple. The Yitzhahara fights harder against Tamil Chacham. Which means the battleground is the same. Just, just again, I, I, I don't know anything about sports. I don't like using sports, Michelle. You, you get more excited about your arch rival, even if even if there's nothing in it for you more, you get more excited about your arch rival. So the Tamil Chachamim is like the prize. The Tamil Chachamim is the prize for the Yitzhar. Because if I get Joe the plumber to, to be Nichshel in an Avera, you know, claim a victory, don't think much. If I get the Rashiva to do that, wow, that's a feather in my cap. So the Yitzhar, who's commissioned to do this kind of stuff, his job, he, he gets himself more riled up for that game than he does for a game against your average Joe. That's Rukhaim Shulev Tishtikal There's one other pshat, which is a cool psychological pshat. This is what we said yesterday with the mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. The cool psychological pshat. The Shef Schmeitzer, who was written by the Ketzeis, we don't tend to think of him as a Moser Sefer and my Hashkaf is Sefer, but he has Hakdama. All is wrong, but especially the Akdama to the Chef Schmeitzer, it's great reading material. So the, the Chef Schmeitzer and the Akdama says an awesome vark. And, and like, I'm not saying how to use this practically, but if you think into it, it, it gives some practical uses about fighting the Sahara. A person who's not, who's not a Tamachacham, so to speak, who's not a close-to-perfect person. So there's like many areas in his life that are wanting. So when the Yitzhahara fights him in a particular area, he could sort of say, okay, you know what? I'm going to beat the Yitzhahara in this area, which means I am not giving in to the Yitzhahara right now. No. What am I going to do to have fun? I'll go to a movie. Meaning... You, there's other, there's paspasale, that's his lashon. That a person who's not a tamachacham, so you, you switch one vice for another. You want me to go to die? Fine, I'll smoke one. You, you want me to stop drinking? Turn around. You, you, want, you, want me to, you want me to stop drinking? I'll eat more. You want me to stop you know, cursing? Then I'll do whatever bad thing I do. I have 50 bad things I do. So you want me to cut down on one? I have 20 other areas I'll pick it up in. You know, you want me to stop you know, buying nice cars, fine. I'll pick up another hobby. I'll get jet skis. You know, like, there's a hundred areas that I could 
go elsewhere. A tamachacham, it's very thin. Meaning, he doesn't do that, he doesn't do that, he doesn't do that, he doesn't do that, he doesn't do that. So if the Yitzhahar is fighting him at a specific station, if the Yitzhahar is fighting him in a specific area, he has to fight it head on. He can't just say, I'm going to switch this bad and do another bad. This time I'm going to beat the Yitzhahar at this game. Because there's so few areas that he has left to be a crutch and say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to beat the Yitzhahar there. I'm not giving into this Yitzhahar. You know what else I'm going to do? You know, I'll go on vacation for two weeks. Well, he doesn't have that choice. You know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to, you know, it's the base matters or the base matters. So how are you going to say, I'm going to fight the Yitzhahar of this and I'm going to, there's no area. He doesn't have Paspasawa. So the fight that the Yitzhahar has to fight, the fight that the Tamachachim has to fight when he's fighting against the Yitzhahar is a battle without any backup plans. There's no paspasale. There's no, okay, I'll fight him in that area, but I'll do that area because he has less areas to do it in. That's how the Shev Shemaitza learns this Gemara. Okay, continues the Gemara about the Yitzhahar. Omer, Yitzhak, Yitzrashel Adamis Gabel Bechol a person's Yetzahara becomes stronger every day. Shinamar rak ra. It's only bad kol hayoyim. Says the Gemara, Omer Shimon ben Lakish. Says Rav Shimon ben Lakish, Yitzhar Shaladim is gabrol b'chol yoyim. A person's Yetzahara gets stronger every day. Umevakish l'hamisay and is out to kill him. Shinamar tsaifa rasha, that rasha looks out, litzadik for the tzadik, umavakish lahamisa, and he wants to kill him. Vil malea kadosh baruchu shaizerlai, if it wouldn't be that a kadosh baruchu saves him or helps him, ain't a yachalai, he would not be able to defeat the Yetzahar. Shinamar Hashem leyaz venabiyade, Hashem does not abandon him to the hands of the Yetzahara. Vileyar shienu behif shaftai, and he does not. Uh, make him a Russia by just judging him to that side. So this Gemara poses a lot of um, Hashkafic problems. So, so first of all, first of all, you want me to engage in a battle that's inherently unwinnable? It's not fair. It's not fair. I mean, you just said, the battle against the Yetzar is impossible. It's unwinnable. You're going to lose. So that's not fair. You're asking me to fight a battle that I, I can't win? What are you doing? And second of all, and second of all, how do I do? This whole thing makes no sense. And if you're gonna help me, so don't make me start. You know, is this a game? You know, how long could you hold your breath and then, is this a game? Do this, you're gonna lose, then I'm gonna help you. So let's skip the fun, just help me now. So the Grah, famous Grah in Yo. The Grah says, no, no, no. You must fight until you can't fight anymore, and then Akash Barko helps you. Which means, which means, they're both true. They're both true, but neither is an excuse for love. Your fight is not to win. Your fight is to do your best, and then Akash Barko does the rest. So you can't, so let's go back to our Akashas. First of all, you want me to fight a battle you can't win, you could win. When you do everything you could, it will get taken care of. And number two, why, why you want me to start, just skip the fun part and just help me? No, HaGosh Baruch only helps you after you've done the utmost. 
So the Gura says these two Gemaras are not arbitrary. Yes, you have to do your utmost, and then it's impossible, and then Hashem helps you. Is that a Kiddush that he wants you dead? Because if you're dead, then you're not doing Averis anymore either. Yeah, but then he won. That, I mean, this is not a... So the ultimate goal is to... Right, he's, he's not a virus. A virus wants its host to live unhealthy as long as possible. This is like a... You know, this the is host like, dies, the virus dies. Right, exactly. Exactly. No, he, you know, he has plenty of other victims. Says the Gemara, Tanu Dvei Rebishmo, If this disgusting one bumps into you, referring to the Yitzhahara, Drag him to the Beis HaMadrash. That the only way to really defeat the Yitzhahara is willpower alone only goes so far. But if you go to the Beis and learn, Everything that's taken care of. That it, always works. It always works. And, and you, sh- you should know. I'm not, I'm not going to... No, you should know. They asked this question. Now, I'm not going to answer it the way other... The way some people might answer this. The deity the, the, is, why doesn't it say learn terror? Why doesn't it go to Bismarck? Because it's a good place to be. Right. That's what Rabbi Yechazi says all the time. Exactly. Just come to Mishmash. Eat cockroach and drink coffee. You're not doing Averis. Correct. Play ball with Yeah. But, but, you know, you can make, I mean, other people say, other pshatim, that it's the help of the Chavra, which means you learn Tyra at home, you may not beat him. You may not beat him. You learn Tyra with the Chavra, you'll beat him. But but they learn tires as well today. Exactly, and it was, it's it's a it's solid a it's a solid deal. It's a solid deal. Says the Gemara in Evan who if the Yitzhahara took the form Are of a rock. Are we countering all the things we said yesterday? No, this is this is with it. Not Why? counting. I'm not counting. I mean, going one by one, but in a. Oh no! In, only, in, two. only two. Why? Only two. Only two. The men also. So Hashem will fill in for you. Right. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. In other words. I don't even know if you need that. The tire itself, like, you know, it's like, this is like the without Hashem method. Okay. Says the Gemara, Im Evan, who, if the Yitzhahara took the form of Evan, Nimuach, it will melt. Im Barzal, who, if the Yitzhahara took the form of iron, mispites it, it will shatter. Im Evan, who, Nimuach, if it took the form of Evan, it will melt. Dichsev, hoi, kult anybody who's thirsty should go for water. And we see that water could defeat, and we know water is tired up, and water could defeat rocks, viksiv, avonim, rocks, shachakumayim, are worn down by water. In barzal, despite it, if it's iron, it will shatter, tichsiv, halakai dvarek keesh no mashem, behold, my words are fire, and ukepatish yufaitzit selah, and like a hammer, it will shatter a rock. Says the Gemara, continues the Gemara, Amr Shmu Bar Nachmeni, Amr Yechma. Yetzahara Masisei Laodam. The Yetzahara seduces a person, that tries to trick a person. By Elam first he tricks you in Elam Hazeh, Umeidal of Elam Haba. And then guess what? He'll be the guy that's made on you in Elam Haba. He's sort of like an undercover cop, that, you know, he's the one that got you to do the crime, and then he's going to be the one. That is made against you in court. In the beginning, he 
he got his servant to move. Vacharisa in his end, Yihya Minoin. Now what is Minoin? She came by Atbach Drabhia. In the Atbach of Rabhia, what is the Atbach of Rabhia? It's a system of de- it's a system of decoding the Aleph base. So Aleph and Tess, you take the first nine letters, the, the single digits. Aleph and Tess are single digits. Aleph you go switch with Tess, base switches with Tess, Gimel switches with Zion. You then take the Yud through the Tzadis, which is the double digits, and you line them up like that. You then take the, the uh, hundreds digits, line them up against each other. You then take the ones that don't have a Shidduch and line them up against each other. And you get a system of Aleph Beis, which Rashi delineates exactly, but it's called the Atbach, Aleph Tes Beis Ches. The Atbach of Rebchia, Minoin, is Shekenish Ba'atbachia, Karen Lesahada Minoin. You will find the word Sahada, which means Eidus, equals the word Minoin. So we see that the Yitzhahara is the aid against you. Ravuna Rami. Ravuna asks a steerer. In one pasuk it says that the Yetzirah is like a breeze that will cause you to stray. And Hissah means like make a bad turn. It's like a breeze that causes you to stray to the wrong direction. And then the next time we refer to the Yetzirah as being inside you. So I mean these are two very different kinds of forces. A breeze is a external. Be not very forceful. You know, a breeze cannot get someone to really move. You know, it could maybe influence you slightly. It could turn your direction slightly. When something is inside of you, it could mamish overtake you and cause you to turn much sharper. So which one is it? Is the Sahara a breeze? Is the Sahara like a wind? Or is the Sahara actually inside you? So the Gemara says, Betchila... In the beginning, it is a, just a swaying breeze. In, in the end, it's inside you, which is a point we made last night, that the Yetzirah, the Yetzirah, you can fight it in different places. If it starts off being a breeze, you could fight it then. If you allow it to overtake you, then you have a much different place to fight it. It's like you want to fight it at stage zero or stage four. It's a much different fight. In fact, the Gemara says, Amarava, Bitchila Karaholach. At first, the Torah calls the Yetzirah a traveler, which means the least permanent kind of person is a traveler. You know, sometimes you'll come to Shul and you'll see a stranger in Shul, and if you're in Baltimore, you'll go over to him and say, Shalom Aleichem, what's your name, what, what brings you here? And the guy will say, I'm just passing through. That's a travel, he's the least, he's the least kind of, least permanent kind of person. The next step, then he's a guest. You know, you guys probably all know each other's in-laws, because they're guests. <laughs> not the cats. It's not the cats. See, so, so, so you, because they're guests. <laughs> so a guest, he's not a permanent resident, doesn't pay membership, but he's not just a traveler that you never pla- <laughs> that you're not <laughs> that you're not planning on seeing ever again. He's like semi-permanent. He's a guest, which means you know him. He's familiar to you. 
but he's not, he's not a resident. And then finally, the Torah refers to him as donor. Ulubsaif Kari Ish, and then he is the man. And this is referring to the three stages of the Sahara. The first time he presents himself to you, like it's the old frog in the boiling pot bushel. If the Sahara will come to you the first day and say, listen, if you agree to me today, I will overtake you and control you for the rest of your life. So we would all have the brains to say, no, 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 no. But that's not what he does. He presents himself as very, very unthreatening. I'm just a passerby. You know, I'm, I'm not taking over the show here. I'm just a passerby. You mind if I drop by? We all say, yeah, why not? He's just a passerby. Next thing you know, he's like a guest. He comes every three weeks to your house. Then, then he's like, all right, um, you out, me in. You sleep there. I sleep here. Says the Gemara, Shinamar, Vayavai Halach. Vayavai, first he came. Halach as a passerby. Leish Haashir to the wealthy man. And he felt bad, and he wanted to take from his sheep and car from his cattle, to become a guest. And in the end, it says, He took the sheep of the man, Harash, the poor man, because he's no longer the uh, rich man. And he became the man that came to him. So we see that the Yitzhara, same idea, that either we fight the Yitzhara when he's just presenting himself as a passerby, or if we give him a foothold, sooner or later he will become the owner. Says the Gemara, Omar, Rabbi Yechanan says, Rabbi Yechanan, Ever cotton yeshle adam, a person has a small part of his body, Mar Ivoy Sava, if he starves it, he will be full. Masbiyai, if he feeds it, if he makes it always full, Ra'av, he will always be hungry. Shenemar kimar isen vayizbo. Okay, we'll stop here, Hudu Chazar. And we will continue, continue after July 4th. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not much sorry. Wednesday night. Wednesday night? It's a Wednesday. The Silchus Beis HaShoeva that way. And the first step in the Silchus Beis HaShoeva, even before we discuss the lanterns, the candelabras that they lit, was that they made a tick and goggle in the Beis HaMikdash. And after some give and take, we figured out that the tick and goggle that they made was a balcony to separate the men and the women. And that's how we got started talking about the Yetzirah. And we've been talking about the Yetzirah ever since then. So we're going to finish that off right now. Says the Gemara, Omar, second wide line on Nun Beis on the Beis, Omer of Chana bar of Acha, Amri Beirav. Arba, four items, Mescharet HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mescharet Aleyan HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shebaram. There are four things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu regrets having created. Exactly. So the, um, the En Yaakov points out that, of course, regret is impossible when the future is known. Regret is what happens when the future shows that your decision was poor. But if you know the future, you cannot know, you cannot regret your decision. You made your decision having known the future. So the word mischaret over here <coughs> is not 
is not literal. The, and Yaakov says the Gemara uses it because the way me and you would describe such a feeling is a feeling of regret. But for Akash Baruch Hu, he did it purposely. He knew he had to do it. These items are items that are going to give tzaddikim a run for their money and therefore increase their schar in the Elam Haba. So Akash Baruch Hu knew they're rough and knew that they're necessary. Mischarit says that in Yaakov means he feels bad. Which means, like when you give your kid a shot, like you feel terrible, the kid's screaming his head off over there, and the doctor's stabbing him, but you know that it's necessary. So you don't regret it, you know, and you know that the kid's going to have fever for the next two days because it's going to have a reaction to this flu shot, and etc., etc. But you know it's the right thing to do for the kid, so most <laughs> but so, you, know, you know it's the right thing to do for the kid and therefore you do it so that, it's not regret it's you feel bad and you know this is going to have to happen what are these four items? Gullus the concept of Gullus a necessary evil but but HaKadosh Baruch had to do it and he feels bad Kazdim the nation of Kazdim Vishmelim the Arabs Vietzahar and the Vietzahar now we're going to go through each one, Pasuk by Pasuk. Golos, concerning Golos, the Pasuk says, now, mali Why am I here, says Hashem? They took my nation for nothing. Which means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself was questioning the Golos. What on earth are we doing here? Now, he knows why we're here. We're here because... It was either Gullus or destruction. So Gullus is the lesser of two evils. And Gullus is how we were able to survive, even though we couldn't stay together with HaKadosh Baruch and Beis HaMikdash. So Gullus is a necessary evil. He didn't regret it, but he's like, why are we here? Next. Kazdim Dechsev. Kazdim as it's written. Hein Eretz Kazdim Zeha'am This nation wasn't. What do you mean? But it was. So the answer is, I wish it wasn't. I had to do it, but I really wish it wasn't. This same kind of harata. Who are they? The Kazdim? Um, there, there are some Mesopotamian people in what's now southern Iraq. Between Avram was born there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are you, Phoenicians? Chaldeans, you know, like you know, something like that. Yishmaelim dechsev, Yishmaelim, like it's written. Yishalov, they are, they're like happy as can be. Lashon shalva, content is the right word, I guess. Eholim, the tents, meaning these tent dwellers, they're they're content, they're happy. L'shaydedim, to the destroyers, the Arabs are destroyers. Ubaytchais, and security. Lumargize kale to those who upset Hashem. To those that bring his God in his hand. Which means Akash Baruch's ruing, he's ruefully saying, hey, look at these Arabs. They live in their tents and they're happy and they're peaceful and like they're just horrible people. as it's written, the Pasik and Micha says that the Yitzhahara causes evil. Now, Harayasi is Hashem talking, 
And the way to translate that word literally is, I have caused, the I see, I have, I have batted, B-A-D, I have made, you know, it's, like it's a verb, I don't know, like um, the tense, it, it's like, I have made bad, right? You know, like, like, I have made bad. So, how, what do you mean, I have made bad? HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't make you do bad. You did bad. You made a bad choice. The Tarot says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying, I made the Yitzhahar. <laughs> and I feel bad that they did that to you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is taking partial blame for what the Yitzhahar caused you to do. It's a, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is talking in first person, I made bad. In fact, says the Gemara, Amr B'Yechanan, El Malek, if it wouldn't be Shalish Mikrois Halalu for these three Psukim, Nismaitetu Raglehem. If it wouldn't be for these three Psukim, these three Psukim are our get out of jail free cards. How? What does it mean? Nismaitetu, it would be cut off. Raglehem, the legs, shall Sainehen Shal Yisrael. Euphemistically, the enemies of the Jews. What this line means, if it wouldn't be for these three Psukim, we, the Yidden, whatever our legs cut out from under us, we'd be in trouble. Why? Because these three psukim all basically put the blame for all our mistakes on Hashem. So when we're going to face Din V'cheshman one day, Kosh Baruch is going to say, why? Now, if we wouldn't have these three trump cards in our pocket, we'd be guilty as charged. But we're going to take out these cards and we're going to say, listen, a lot of this is your fault. And like you put us in an impossible position, and these are going to be the basis, the bases of our defense. So again, so so it's not so like we said, it's not it's not real regret. It's regret, like when you hurt your kid with a shot, type of regret. It's like I feel terrible. I know there's a goal in this. I know there's an end to this. But like you know, it's, we got to go through this. Yeah. So what are these three psukim? One is one we just read. I caused bad. Another one is the Pasuk that says, Just like material in the hand of the former, of a of like a, 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 um, a craftsman. So when a craftsman has a piece of clay or a piece of wood, the appearance of this wood or clay or the final product is totally in his hands. How it's going to turn out, smooth, you know, rough, nice, ugly, big, small, it's totally in the hand of the craftsman. That's how the Pasuk ends up. So to you are in my hands. So Kosh Baruch Hu basically declares, it's my fault. So when we're in trouble, we pull this Pasuk out and we say, listen, Kosh Baruch Hu, you said we are like material in your hands and you're the craftsman. So the results are your fault, not ours. And finally, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises that one day, I will remove your stone of heart, your heart of stone, from your flesh, and I'll give you a heart of, of flesh. Which means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that we sometimes suffer from having a heart of stone which means we're indifferent. When you have a heart of stone, nothing matters. When a person is indifferent, 
then he's incapable of becoming a better person because he has no drive to become better. Um, bad does not affect him. So as long as a person has a heart of stone, he's impossible to grow. HaKadosh Baruch promises, I will take care of that. I will give you a heart of flesh, a feeling heart. So listen, as long as I'm indifferent, it's not my fault. It's because HaKadosh Baruch never delivered on his promise. So we have three psukim here that sort of shift the blame to the Rebbeinah And Rav Papa, Omar, Rav Papa says there's a fourth Pasuk that is a good defense. Af nam even from this Pasuk, I will put my spirit in you, v'yirani Hashem, and you will fear me, says Hashem. That is that. Says the Gemara, once we're on lists of numbers, there are four craftsmen throughout history. Four people who built, who crafted, who constructed Klal Yisrael. Who are these four craftsmen that built and formed Klal Yisrael's future? Amr B'chana Barbizna, Amr B'shimen Chasida, number one Mashiach ben David, he's going to build our future. He's a craftsman. Number two, Mashiach ben Yosef. Number three, Elio, who is going to come and tell us about Mashiach. Rashi says that's how he forms Klai Yisrael. And the last one is Kayan Sedek. And the last one is Kayan Sedek, who Rashi says is Shem ben Noach. So why is he a craftsman? Rashi says because he helped build the Teva, which was definitely a building project that saved Klai Yisrael. Now, the question begs, no. that, uh, why is a Neach um, the craftsman? I couldn't find an answer to it this morning. And uh, like, like, maybe Neach saved himself. I, I, I don't know, like, why Neach is not from the Chorashim. Um Again, Shem ben Neach was also perfect. He didn't do any Averis. So maybe that's one of the qualifications. Like, a lot of people build things to save lives. So, but in order to make it to this list, you have to be perfect. And Neach wasn't. I mean, Shem wasn't Kal Yisrael. Oh. What's the list? You sure? Um, I tried. I'm not Yishai, Yamin, and Kilov. And Kilov. And there's no, there's no Kal Yisrael. Yeah, this is only uh, Error. Right. So maybe that's what this list is all about. Right, but Neach is the same thing. There's no, no, that would that would distinguish between others and Neach, but that wouldn't distinguish between yeah, Shem and Neach. Shem is something that is tired of. Yeshiva Shem Neach. And he built the table. I hear. I hear. I hear. So okay. Asher. I hear. You're reading this Pasuk, which we're going to read in a second. It's a Pasuk in the second paragraph of Zechariah that assumes these four Chorashim are good people. But if you read the Pasuk, the Nevoah that Zechariah is being misnabe then, <coughs> Zechariah in general is a scary safer, the Nevoah that Zechariah is being misnabe then is a terrible Nevoah of all sorts of nations attacking Klai Yisrael in Yerushalayim. And that's where this Pasuk appears. And you're making this a good thing? What are you talking about? That's what it's meant in the book. You're saying this is what the Pasuk means. It says, And he said to me, 
the, the person explaining to Zechariah the Nevoah, Zechariah in that parak is talking that um, I was told X and I was told Y. So the next thing says that and I was told, these are the, the um, like horns, the battering rams, the machines of war. Asher Zaduas Zaruas Yehuda that are coming to uproot Yehuda. Hani Asu. These people are there to restore Klaus. So meaning you're talking about people that built Klaus, so you're going on a Pasik against Zachariah, people that help return Klaus or restore Klaus Israel. Yet the Pasik that is in the context over there is talking about nations that will attack Klaus Israel. Amalei Shafil Lower yourself to the end of the Pasik. And you will see. And the Pasik reads on, These four, these four um, craftsmen came, these four craftsmen came, these Harashim that the Pasik refers to came, and they destroyed the enemies of Klal Yisrael. Those that lifted up destruction and weapons against Yehuda to destroy it, these Hrashim defended Yehuda against the attack, and therefore my assertion is correct that these, these people are good people and they helped save Kal Yisrael. And after trying to argue, meaning this Gemara was said, um, this Gemara was said by <laughs> Reb Chana Barbizna. Reb Shesh has tried arguing, and Reb Chana just schooled Reb Sheshis. Reb Sheshis said to himself, <laughs> fighting with Chana in Agadita, what am I doing? Which means, like, <laughs> I should have known better. Reb Chana is the biggest expert in Agadita. That's his area, that's his genre. I'm not going to beat him there. What was I even thinking to challenge him? You know, I was enlightened, but I should not have challenged him. He's not the guy to start up with, and I got it. Continues the Gemara, and this is fascinating. It's very cool. Now I know why we mamish stopped here. This Pasik, this week's Haftarah, starts with the Pasik after this, in the middle of a parak. So when you're going to be listening to Haftarah this week, first it's a, and you'll hear, and it's going to start, in the middle of a middle of a parak, you'll know the context. You'll know the Pasuk before that, that this week. It says, V'haya zeh shalem ashur. Micha is saying, don't worry, it will be peace from ashur. Ki When they try to come into our land, which means they are a, not a very scary enemy. So even when ashur comes into our land, do not be scared. They're, they cannot, V'haya zeh shalem ashur. It will be peace with Ashur Even when they trample in our palaces, don't worry, they're not going to be very effective. And Hashem promises, I will raise up on you Shiva Royim, seven shepherds, that there's been seven people throughout our history that have shepherded us. And eight princes of men. Manu Shivarayim, who are the seven shepherds throughout history that have shepherded us to, as Micha is talking about in the end of time, um, who shepherded us throughout history. So David Bamza. So on one hand, David is the middle, the middle shepherd. To his right is Adam, Shes, and Mesushalach. 
Adam, Sheis, and Mesushalach were three to his right, Miminai, and Avram, Yaakov, and Moshe is Bismailai. Avram, Yaakov, and Moshe are to his left. Those are the seven shepherds that shepherded us throughout history. Rashi says, what about Yitzchak? So Rashi says the famous Medrash, which again has to do with, uh, with Tishabov, is Yitzchak was, um, was fighting with Hashem not to destroy Klal Yisrael. So, so the Avram and Yaakov are shepherds. They remained quiet. They took care of us. Yitzchak was actually, he left his station to fight for us and defend for us and say, you know, listen, I'll take half of the Averis. You take half of the Averis. Yitzchak made a bargain with the Rebbein to get us off the hook. That's why he's not on the list. That's what Rashi says. And who are the seven human princes? Yishai, who was David's father, Shaul Amalach, uh, eight, sorry, Yishai, Shaul, Shmuel, Amos, Tzfania, Tzidkiyahu, Umashiach, Ve'elio. Some people switch the order, but those are the eight princes. Okay, let's just do one more tomorrow, we'll get to the bottom. What's the Nachman meaning between being a prince and being a shepherd? <coughs> a prince represents a shepherd takes care of. A prince doesn't necessarily take care of him. Right, right. Uh, I, I don't know why each one made the list. That's a good child. I, I, I did not find much on this Gemara. I looked around, I mean, like, you know, I, you know, love to hear. I didn't find much on it. Yeah, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure. Kappas tomorrow. No, there's no kappas tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I missed for two weeks. <laughs> Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Arba Sulamis. There were four ladders that went up to each one of these candles. And we said, Tanik each manure was 50 amas high. And four young kehanim went up, and in their hands they had jugs of oil. They were 120 like. So the Gemara wants to know as follows. May of was there 120 lug per four um, cups, which means each cup was only 30 lug, or was there 120 lug per, you know, uh, ner in each menorah? Or was the 120 going each one? In which case, each menorah had 480 lug. Of oil. So the Gemara says the uh, lesser option. Tana, Tashma, Bidem, Kade Shemen, Shashloishim, Shloishim Lug. Each Kahen kid had a jug of 30 Lug, Shem Kulam, that each of the full candelabras, when you times it by four, was Maya the Esrim like. But says the Gemara, Tana, we learned in Abraisa. These kehanim were more, mishubachim means praiseworthy, but it means more fit, more in shape, stronger. Stronger than Mart Bas son. 
The Marta Maspaisis, his son, was like the, big, the strongest Kayan in history. He had like the world record for Kahan. And these kids were in better shape than him. What did he do? What was his godless? Amra Benashal Marta Maspaisis, they said about him, he was able to take two sides of a huge ox, which means he was able to carry not one side of beef, two sides of beef. You know, from a huge cow, this cow's weigh, I think it's a thousand pounds, so when you, you, know, you butcher it, you still have a side of beef. You're talking a couple hundred pounds each. And this guy was able to take two of them and run it up the ramp. Shalokach the Elefzuz, no, so you're thinking, okay, they're wimpy cows. No, these are cows that would sell for $1,000. So they were good Gishmaki cows. So these cows, that each one cost $1,000, he would be able to take two sides of beef, umahalik, and he would go. Now, you know when you take too many seven mile bags in your hand from the car? So you like run your head off because like you're about to like drop them or your arm's about to fall off. So he held all this, no running. He walked very slow and deliberately, which means it didn't, it didn't bother him. Like it, it didn't, no, no problem. I can, I can do this for a while. He would walk heel to toe, like you know when you stop for DWI kind of walk. He would walk heel to toe. Because it didn't bother him. That's how strong he was. Says the Gemara, by the way, that didn't go on for very long. They didn't allow him to do that. His brethren, the Kahanim, did not permit him to do that for too long. Because of the concept that the more people that do a mitzvah, the better. And this is the halach, when you learn the Gemara and Zvachim, a cow is divided in 24 parts. And 24 people bring up the parts of the cow up the ramp to the Mizbech to burn, to share the wealth. So before they enforced the policy of Berevam Hadrasmal, <laughs> of sharing the wealth, he was able to run up, or walk up slowly, two sides of beef. So one side, one side, one side. So why were these guys better specimens? Why were they more physically fit than him. Elim is from Yukra. If it's because of sheer weight, not true. Hani Kiritve. Two sides of beef weigh a lot more than one thirty leg of oil. Thirty leg of oil, it's like carrying, you know, a cooler. So, you know, two sides of beef is much heavier than a cooler. Says the Gemara, how do you hear it today? The, the sides of beef were heavier. So why do you mean these guys were better? So here, Hasam, Kevesh, it was a ram. Umeruba v'lezakif. It was squared and not straight, which means the rate of incline was incredibly slow. Rashi says, Arba amashipu al-chol it was a ratio, and in, in America now there's a code. I don't know what the code is. Um, shoot, he's not here. Where's Pfizer on the Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, the, these guys that do this, there's a code. You can't have steps too steep, and you can't have like a ramp too steep. So this ramp was every four amis of, 
of, of going forward is one ama up. So that's like a ratio of like 25% of one quarter incline. I don't, I don't know what that translates into degrees, but, um, but it was just apparently a slow incline, so it wasn't that hard. So there, to go up a pretty not steep ramp with really heavy stuff is easier. A ladder is straight up. So the degree of incline was much, 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 much steeper in a ladder. And therefore, even though something may weigh less, it's more difficult to go up a ladder that has no, you know, you can't, no forgiveness in the incline versus a ramp that you have forgiveness in the incline. Okay, it's stronger. You're saying that some people could naturally bench press 320 and some people can't work to do 250. I'm saying someone could bench 350, but someone could run 15 miles and the guy could run a block. I'm saying. Yeah, and strength. Okay, fine. Okay, bad work fit. I generally think that. No, but I'm uh, strong. Strong, yeah. Strong, yeah. Yes. Okay, fine. That come along with that. We then the next thing they did was that they set up the candelabras, the menorahs that were up high, and we discussed last night that there was 120 load per entire candelabra, not per light per candelabra. And then the next thing was that every single chutzer in Yerushalayim was lit up with with the light of the Sephaspace Shreva. Now, there's light and there's light. So for instance, you know, tonight, uh, I think, uh, Yud, Tammuz, I think. So if it wouldn't be cloudy, which it's gonna be, there'll be some decent moonlight outside. And you could probably see something. So that qualifies as light at night. And then there's other light. There's like operating room light. So what kind of light did the candelabras provide to every single chutzer in Rishalayim? So where it says, I'll tell you what kind of light. Tana, Isha Haisa Beireres Chitim, a woman would be able to sort wheat kernels, Lo'or Shalbei that she would be able to go through the wheat kernels and see which ones are good, which ones are bad, meaning, the Gemara is saying, you could do a fine, fine, Task with the light provided by the Simchas Beis and that's how bright it was. Um, very quickly, Tysus discusses, hey, what are you talking about? Um, that's Me'ila, which means you're, you're not allowed to derive benefit from Hegdash, and this was bought by Hegdash's money. It's lit in Beis HaMegdash, but doesn't use it. So, Tesis marshals that. Tesis marshals that. That kol maravarech emba mishamila. That hearing voice, smelling a smell, and seeing a sight, one does not bring meila. So, for instance, a person is able to marvel at the beauty of the Beis Hamikdash, but says Tesis, that just means you don't bring a meila. But it doesn't mean you're allowed to do it. So Tesis modifies the gemara. Tesis says, of course no woman would actually sift wheat using the light 
of the Simchas Beis HaShoeva. This is just a description of how bright it was that if a woman wanted to, she could technically, theoretically, with that light, sift wheat. But of course, no woman would actually sift wheat using the Beis HaMikdash's light. That's off limits. The light for that menorah was for sure hectic. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're saying it's not carbon. It's not part of an avoid, it's not part of Right, right. Right. That, the torches, part of the light that, the torches aren't that high. The, the reason this lit. Saying, well, all the light together within the Yushalayim, Yushalayim is not that big. I'm saying, you know, a, yeah, but no, they're not, they don't come the torches they were juggling. No, no, these things were 50 or 100 feet high. And the the torch is not going to get like what they you know, like the. I don't want to take too long. So you could say that fact. Now it's all yours. If I didn't do this every night because the night of that he did this, you wait for that night to use the light. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, if you do it purposely. Barely touched it. Okay. Chasidim and Shemaisa. So Chasidim and Anshemaisa. So Rashi says, Rashi will say, a chassid, okay, we'll get to that in a sec. <coughs> we'll get to that in a sec. Tarabam. You had two kinds of chassidim making two kinds of announcements. I mean, Aram and Zalman. You had two kinds of chassidim making two kinds of announcements. Yesh some chassidim said, Ashrei Yaldusenu, we're lucky that our youth our youth did not embarrass our old age, which means you have a person who's an old man, and Marshal speaks out that the Marshal speaks out what, that not only old men would give praises, also young men would give praises. But the Kiddush is that even old men would give praises because usually by the time a guy is an old man, he has, you know, there's nothing important to say, he's not current. We say, on the contrary, these older men were as current as ever and had timely messages. So some old men would proclaim, we're lucky because our youth did not embarrass us in our old age, which means we have a clean record. At a ripe old age, we can say that we did nothing in our youth to embarrass us now in our old age. Says Rashi, Elu chsidim vanchemaisa. That's what it means, chsidim vanchemaisa. Rashi says, the definition of a chosid, second line Rashi says, kol chosid, have a chosid meikara. The definition of a chosid is somebody who was a chosid all along. There is no such thing as an ogemach the chosid. You mean that night? No, their whole life. Meaning? No such thing as the word. <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about the definition of the word chassid. I mean, that, we're explaining the word in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says chassidim van shemaisa. The Gemara says, what are chassidim? Chassidim are people that are able to proclaim, lucky are we, that our youth does not embarrass our old age. Rash says that's the definition of a chassid. A chassid is somebody who was a chassid all along. And people that were unqualified to make that kind of proclamation, some say, lucky is our old age, that at least we are able to atone for our youth. 
Some people, when they're old, can't proclaim I was perfect my whole life, but my old age atones for my youth. Elu bale tshuva. That's about tshuva. So both people have what to be proud of. Either you're proud that you were good all along, or you're proud that you were able to do tshuva in your old age to rectify your younger years. Elu ve'elayim, and they both can say together, Ashrei nishleichot, the lucky is somebody that never sinned, but somebody that did sin, Yashuv, he should immediately do tshuva, and they will forgive him. <laughs> so that is one kind of speech that went on at the Simchas Pesach. They said about Hillel, when he was being Mesamech, the Simchas Pesach, he would say as follows. Imanikan, if I'm here, Hakolkan, everybody's here. Vimanikan, and if I'm not here, Mikan, who is here? So, one thing is clear. One thing is clear. Hello was not talking about himself. He wasn't saying, I'm the man. If I'm here, it's all good. If I'm not here, it's not good. Rashi learns. Ani is talking about the main Ani, Hashem. And Hillel is saying, Imani Khan, if Hashem is here, Rasha speaks out gorgeous, Hillel is Bigamatria, Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yud. So Imani, if me, meaning Hillel, meaning Gematria, Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yud, is here, if Hashem is here, Akol Khan. So, what? <laughs> the Chasidim say that. Rasha lived in Poland. So the, the Rashi learns that Ani is referring to Hashem, and what Hillel is saying is, wherever Hashem is, that's where everything is at. Everything exists within Hashem. And here at the Sinfas Beis Shreva, where Hashem's presence is so felt, everything is here. Tysus and the Marshal learn, Ani is going on me, but in the royal sense, we. If Klal Yisrael is here, then Hashem comes to us. So if we're all here, like by Simchas Beis Hashoeva, on Sukkot, when everyone was Eilu Regal, when all of us are Eilu Regal, the Ani of Klal Yisrael is here, then Hakol Khan, then everybody, everybody is here. If I'm not here, meaning if Klal Yisrael is not here, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't bother coming, then even the Beis Hamikdash is not something special. Meaning the Beis Hamikdash is special because there's Hashra Hashchina. If we're not here, Hashem's not here. So if we're not here and Hashem's not here, what's here? So basically, both Pshatim and Imani Khan Khan are agreeing that it means HaKadosh Baruch The question is just, what is the exact definition of Ani? Rashi defines Ani as Hashem. And Taisus defines Ani as Klal which brings Hashem, but they both agree. Who are you, Aymer? Hillel used to say very similar. Who are you, Aymer? He would also say as follows. To the place I love, there, my legs, my take me. My legs automatically are autopilot. They know how to take me to where I love to go. In Tavayel Basi, as if to say, Hashem says, if you come to my house, I'll come to your house. Which is very similar to Tysus' chat in the last 
says Hashem, if you do not come to my house, then I'm not coming. Hashem says, I'm not going to come to the Beis HaMikdash if you're not there. Then I'm not going to come to your house. Which, like Tysus, it's saying the same thing in other words. And like Rashi, it's a, it's a new thing that Akash Baruch only says he's going to come if we're there. And that's what it means in the Pasuk. Shenemra, like it says in the Pasuk. Any place they mention my name, I will come to you and bless you. Continues the Gemara. And I think the connection is that everything is a cycle. If we go to the house of Hashem, Hashem will come there. If we don't go, He won't go. That everything is cause and effect. Continuing with cause and effect, Hillel says another member of Hillel, all these are in Perkyavis. Af who? So to he, Hillel, Ra'a once saw Gilgalus Achas, a skull, that was floating on the water. And Hillel said to the skull, Amalei, you know why you were killed? I mean, obviously you were decapitated. You know why you were killed? Al-da'atfis. Because you killed Atfuch. You got killed. But don't worry. Umetufayich, those that killed you, Yetufun, will be killed in, will be killed in turn themselves. I, I didn't see this anywhere, but I think the connection is, is that this is a very graphic way of saying what goes around comes around. <laughs> the last Gemara was, okay, you want HaKadosh Baruch to be part of your life, so then you got to go to Pismadish. you got to make HaKadosh Baruch for the most time. Everything is a Galgal HaChazer. Everything is a give and take and an action and a reaction. The ultimate action and reaction, the ultimate Galgal HaChazer is, you murder, you get murdered, and your murderers will get murdered too. Unless you do Jew, of course, right? It's the Jew. That's the only one. Yeah. But that's like the one thing. On, what? on the topic of <clears throat> on the topic of your legs taking you to where you have to go is a fascinating gemara. Amr a person's legs. Inhun Arvinbe. They are responsible for him, like an Arev. An Arev, if the guy doesn't pay back, you go to the Arev and say, you owe me some money. A person's legs have a contract with a Kaddish Baruch. The Kaddish Baruch says, legs, you bring this guy to where he needs to die when it's time. Because as we will see in this Gemara, a person not only needs to be at the right time to die, can't die before your time. <clears throat> a person needs to be in the right place to die. And theoretically, as we'll see in a second, if a person does not go, I mean, we obviously don't know, like we get tricked into this, but if a person would theoretically avoid going to where he can die, he can avoid dying. Isn't there a famous story or tomorrow like the city of... Uh... That's right here. So, we'll get there in two seconds. I know, good sushta. Good sushta. 
This is not one of those like your parents didn't tell you that like a bedtime story. <laughs> you know, I tell my kids like the Rapina story and like you know the the Ike story and the Goliath story. Your parents tell you like if you go to Lowe's, you don't die. You trick the guy in Lowe's, haha, you die. Anyway, so like Loi the Barayanish, a person's legs in Arvindik, they are so to speak a guarantor of his death. And the person's legs are responsible. They have like a wink, wink, nod, nod with the Rebbein Shalom. Then the original says, listen, you, you're, you better be on my team. When this guy has to die, you got to get him to that place. You got it? Otherwise, why, why did they say legs and not his mind? It means <laughs> his body, yeah. La'asar, to the place, dimit ba'i tamon, that he is requested there to die. Mayvilin yaseh. They bring, they bring him. In fact, Hanhu Tre Tarti Kushoi. These two Kushin. Now that means black people. But the Marsha explains that them being black is very important because the Marsha says they were so beautiful. And that's why Shlaimai will see in a second miscal- miscalculated. So these two black slur- servants of Shleim HaMelech. Is it the same shot as Rashi's? Yeah, well, which Rashi talking? The same shot as Rashi's. Right, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, Rashi's, but the Marsha says that this is what led to Shleim's miscalculation. The fact, yeah, the fact that the Gemara is not saying black as a, as a derogatory. Right, saying that you're saying black is Hada? <laughs> yes, yes. That's it can be. That's it can be. Can be. Good. Yes. Yes. No one's saying the look of a kushi is bad. It's the meat. It's probably a take of the man. Oh, Esther, because you look at heads. Depends where. Depends where it came from. So these people probably came from. Source for black. So it's expected to be, but you know, black. So Hanu Trey Kushay, these two black guys, the Avakaim and Kamishleimer, that used to stand in front of Shleimer. In fact, they had jobs. We'll see in a second. Eli Charaf v'Achia. Their names Eli Charaf and Achia b'nei Shaisha. That was their last name. Seifram de Shleimahav. They were court scribes. They were Seifram of Shleim. Yumachan, one day, Chazgil Malachamavis, Shleim saw the Malachamavis, Davakalotsev. Then he was looking all depressed and sad and nervous and agitated. Malachamavis, why are you in such a bad mood? Amalei, de Kabominai, Hanitarti Kushai. Because they requested of me, which means he had a, every day there's Malchamavis as a shopping list, and uh, I'm like, you know, and says, go fetch me, you know, these three guys here, these five guys there, and this is what I want you to deliver by the end of the day. So Malchamavis says, these two guys are on my shopping list today, <laughs> and I'm, I'm having trouble getting them because there were these kushim. The Yasvi Hacha that are sitting here, and and I um, and I'm not allowed to kill them here, just like we said in the last Gemara that the Malchamavis is only able to kill a person at a certain time, which means on any. You know, this is for sure true. This is unarguable upon. You cannot die by the Malchamavis if it's not your time. No one argues on that. Whether or not another person could kill you if it's not your time. That's a big, 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 big machlekes. But if the if it's not your time, the malachamavis can't. Through the malachamavis, 
No way. People could die. Tzmach Likas. Tzmach The Gemara says, and also the Gemara says in Ksubis that like, <laughs> when a person is choked, the Malchamavis then comes and drops two drops of Samba in his nostrils and he dies. So the Gemara says. Will you ask what does that mean? Oh. Um, I mean, it's a machlekes if, if a Baal Bechira, theoretically, the yeshiva shares all say you can't get killed even if you're, if it's not your time. <laughs> Which means, you know, if it's not your day, you never know, so don't try this at home. But it, a bullet won't hit you. But like the the Machs, the Ramchal, the Maral, the Rambam all say that the Yid's Bechira is able to kill someone who shouldn't have died. But the Malhamavas, for sure, there's people on the protective list. <laughs> right. I mean, isn't there a story in the Gemara where the Malhamavas asked him, he goes to Chile to kill a person with the wrong name, and said, oh, what's the next Gemara? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, ask Weimar. <laughs> yeah, That's but the wrong, the wrong Miriam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the Gemara asks, what about her years? Gemara says they have to repay her years. Gemara asks that. That's Gemara's next touch, right? <laughs> that story, I don't know. <laughs> Your parents have to update they, yeah, <laughs> Anyway, so Shlaim Amalek wanted to save these guys. Masrinhu Lusi'iru. Shlaim Amalek gave him over to the Shadim because if you remember from the Mark Hawaiimer book of spooky stories, Shlaim Amalek ruled over the Shadim as well for a period of time. And therefore he bossed the Shadim around and said, hey, you Shadim, the Seerim, take him, Shadrinu Lemechuzah de Luz. Bring him to Mechuzah of Luz. But for this guy, Mechuzah of Luz was his address to die. For most people, it's not. It's usually a safe city. It's usually, um, what do they call it? Yeah, it's usually a sanctuary city. But for this guy, for these guys, it wasn't. So Shleim HaMelech like sort of was duped, meaning he thought he was saving them, but he actually sent them to their death. So he didn't realize they were safe where they were at. Yeah, notice, had, he, had he just like told them, sit tight, they would have survived this whole thing. Or had he told them, go to Baltimore, they would have been fine. He told them to go to Mechuzah de Luz because that's known as a city that no one dies in, but that happened to be their address. Kimata de Mechuzah de Luz, The city was The gate, right, yeah. Yeah, because if you would have made it in, you would be okay. So, Lamachar, the next day, Chazim al-Hamavis, Shlema al-Salam al-Hamavis, that he was in a really jolly mood. What are you so happy about? The place where I was a Ba'asra, the place, that was asked of me, there you sent them. Thank you very much. So I'm laughing that you didn't just, like, enhance my bad mood. You did mamish my bidding. In other words, he's laughing because it wasn't a shot you just had. I just needed them out of your palace, then you could have stopped my bad mood. But you did much more. I needed them to be in a specific place. So not only did you stop what was upsetting me, you mamish delivered me on a silver platter what I needed. So now I'm laughing. Because you mamish did my bidding. You didn't just not stop what I was doing. You mamish did my bidding. Miyad Pasach Shleimah, 
that point, Shlomo opened up his mouth and said, Vomer, and he said this, the person's legs, inu arvin they are arevim, they are co-signers, guarantors, the aser to the place that he is needed, tamon malichan yasei, there they bring him. So that was just like, uh, we got off uh, on a tangent about Hillel's speech. Um, you know, I'll stop here, I'll say more. So, we're all very familiar with the most famous line in this week's parsh. That in the third set after Bilam was hired and Bilam was supposed to curse Kla Yisrael. <coughs> And he didn't curse Klai Yisrael. On the contrary, he blessed them. And in three attempts, when Bilam tried cursing Klai Yisrael, each time it turned into a bracha. The last set of brachas, which we know is real nevuah, that's the nevuah that Bilam is known for. Before Bilam gets into his brachas, he makes an observation which ostensibly leads into the brachas. And he says, How beautiful is Klal Yisrael in the way their tents and their camp is set up. We know the Gemara Basra says, The doors are not facing each other, and therefore they are able to leave, lead private lives. And that's what Bilam's observation. Immediately upon that observation, he launches into his brachas. And he says, they will be like flowing rivers, kiganes ale nohar, like gardens on the river ka'aholim nohashem, planted with sweet-smelling spices, ka'aroz ma'ale moyin, and like tall cedars on the water. Three items, um, three items Bilam blesses Klal Yisrael with, after observing matayu alachiyake, flowing rivers, sweet-smelling gardens, and tall trees. What is the common denominator? What's the thread that connects these three items? Flowing rivers, smelling gardens, and tall trees. And why is this a bracha based on, on Bilam's observation of Matayvu al-Achayah? What these three items share in common is is that they're all able to project their influence great distance away. The Mississippi River, its mouth is in Minnesota, and it empties into the Gulf of Mexico. A river that has its roots way, way, way at the Canadian border is able to affect St. Louis and New Orleans. That's an ability to project. A sweet-smelling item, you could have like the psalmimbat in one corner of the room, and in the other corner of the room, it still smells. You could have chong in one corner of the room, and it smells two doors down. You could have an effect. You could project a smell. And finally, a tall tree, a tall tree can project, can be seen from a great distance away. What Billam is saying is something that's very, very counterintuitive. 
You want to project too far away. You want to have far-felt influence. You want to be able to affect things a great distance away. One would think the way to have influence far and wide is by focusing on who you want to influence. What do they want to hear? What do they want to see? How can I affect them? Do study groups about what they want. Do focus groups. Think about your target audience, and that would be the best way to affect them. Says Bilam, no. You know what gives Klai Yisrael this bracha of the ability to project influence far away? They're not focusing on what's going on in the other guy's tent. They're not focusing on the Stutzach Bayaner. They're not focusing on keeping up with the Joneses. They're not focusing on how do I impress so-and-so. On the contrary, their doors are misaligned. They have no idea what's going on. You know what you're doing? They're focusing inwards. They're building themselves. They're focusing on themselves. They're doing what's right for themselves. They're taking care of their families in their own ayah. They're doing what's good for themselves, building themselves from within. And that leads to ka'ahalim, k'nechalim, ka'arazim, k'nechalim. That's what leads to the ability to project and the ability to influence. What's fascinating is, this entire parsha, Bilam is basically rueful. He's wistful that, ah, I wish I could have done it differently. Bilam said on himself that he wished he could have been like the Avais. He wished he could have died. Thomas Nashin Baisi Sharm Usihi Achri Achar Bilam wished that I could have been like the Avais, but it didn't turn out that way. Why? You know why? There's a passage in the beginning of this week's parish. It says that Bilam was riding his donkey and the donkey was squeezed and the donkey stopped. The Torah says, why did the donkey stop? Goder mizeh, goder mizeh. The Medrash observes that Akash Baruch was sending a message to Bilam. You're stuck because goder mizeh, you're not going to be able to affect the people that got the luchais that were nechtavim mizeh u mizeh. The Torah is contrasting Bilam. You're stuck because you're trying to fight against the people that had the luchas that was written through and through. What's the message the Torah is trying to tell them? The message is, I heard this from the Talmud Rebbe, that there's a big cash in this week's parasha. Bilam was on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. Bilam had higher level of nevuah than Yermio and Yeshaya and Bilam was on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. So how is it that somebody who had the highest level of nevuah, mamash like Meish Rabbeinu, was the lowest human being. How could it be that Bilam Arasha had equal nevuah to, to Meish Rabbeinu and yet was the lowest of the low? The difference is, are you built from within or are you just given a gift from without? We know from the Silas Yishar that Zrizas may be the Zahiras, Zahiras may be the day, Precious Precious may be the Kedusha, Kedusha may be the Rachkesh, Rachkesh brings to Nevoah. The way our Nevi'im are built, they're built from within. They first work on themselves, and then they become perfect human beings, and they have an ability to project outwards. Bilam 
was given his ability in a flash. He didn't work on it. What happens when you don't work on something? You're unable to project it. Bilaam had no effect on his subjects. Bilaam was never able to change anybody. Bilaam was an ineffective Navi, even though he had the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the message the Torah is trying to tell him. Bilaam, you're, you're boxed in. You can't project because you're going against people of the Luchais that the Luchais are through and through. The Luchais are built from within. <coughs> the Luchais have the Kayach within them. They're not just boxed in from without. That's the message the Torah is telling Bilaam. And now we have mirror images. We have bookends. On one end, you have Bilam Harasha, who had the highest level of Navua, but was unable to communicate it. You know why? Because it was built from without and not built from within. Bilam Chaptis, when he gave Kali Saul Bracha, he gave him a Bracha because of Matayvu, because you build yourself from within, because you're not focused on Yanner, you build yourself from yourself, you're able to have the effect of rivers, of trees of sweet-smelling besamim, and you're able to project on others.